Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. On this episode, we're talking about building on the rock. Practical wisdom from 1 Corinthians 3 that can transform our perspective on personal growth and our role on building the kingdom of God. But first, really quick, I wanted to invite you to our Facebook group for our listeners, and that is at facebook.com slash groups slash faith unregulated. This is a group where you can come in and you can just talk about your day. You can talk about your story, your testimony, God's wins in your life, and you can talk about what you need prayer about. So that's a good place for that. And we'd love to support you in that way. Ready to get into the word? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that rough, rough start. I just, um, <laughs> you know what guys, man. it's Monday. Having a day. It's already been a day today. My mind went blank for a second and <laughs> I, I just like, where, what am I doing right now? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, right now? Yeah. Sorry about that. I had, okay. I had a senior moment, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's earning his his discount this morning. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, let's get into the word, shall we? All right. Let's all go. All right. All right. So the first thing we want to bring up um, is this verse. First Corinthians 3, 10 through 11. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So the first thing we need to do is build the foundation. First, we need a foundation. If we're going to build anything in our lives, guys, we need a foundation. And it needs to be Jesus Christ because otherwise, what is that song we used to sing to our kids? The wise man built his house on the rock. Right. Right. The foolish man built they call his him house. The foolish man. They called him the foolish man. They say the foolish man built his house on the sand and his house went smash, guys. We don't want our houses to go smash. To this day, they, well, they're, they're still calling foolish people instead of, you know, when we're on the road. Yeah. Instead of, the, we're the like highway. jerk and they're like, no, dad, foolish man. He's a foolish man. <laughs> it's so true. Hey, good morning, Monica. Good morning. She says, happy Monday. Yep. It's Monday. That's for show. All right. So the first thing about this verse is Paul highlights the importance of laying the right foundation in our lives. He compares our spiritual journey to like constructing a building. And so the, the, the foundation does what? The foundation ensures stability, strength, and a solid structure for our faith. Raise your hand if you've ever tried to build your faith on not Jesus Christ, like on whatever you feel like your walk should be or your plans or your well-laid right. blueprints. Right. And a lot of times they seem on the exterior, they may seem uh, stable. They may seem strong, yeah. but really it's a house of cards. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I remember when um, the kids were little, you teach them how to build a structure, mm -hmm. you know, um, with, with cards, right? The house of cards and you build it and you get so far, everything it's looking good. And then, yeah. right. Or you get started just a few cards and falls down. And then you pretty soon you're getting frustrated and you keep doing it. Yep. And you keep and building it. What, how the same, the same way. way thinking if I build it the same way again, chances are it won't fall down. It's going to fall down immediately. Right. Every well, time. see, I, I, 
I love it. Again, when I was showing the kids when they were little, mm -hmm. they they would get they would try this a few times, and then they're like, ah, they get frustrated and walk away. They're like, forget it. it. Meanwhile, I keep at it. I keep at it. Yep. And that should tell you something. Well, Sometimes you know, our hey, kids are smarter than us. You can't say you don't have diligence. <laughs> right. But the, well, the kids got frustrated and walked away. And then we would just continue with diligence and building it exactly the same way. Neither one of us was right. Neither one of us went and found a better way to build it. Right. Exactly. Don't right. run so, away, but also don't keep doing the same things over and over again, thinking you're going to get a different result. We all know what that's what the definition of that is. So I think that um, this this verse, I'm going to bring the verse back up because I wanted to look at a couple of things in it. Um, because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. I have laid the foundation like an expert builder because of God's grace. So yesterday in church, it was absolutely the most powerful um, uh, piece of God's word. It was it was such a good a good word from God yesterday, I guess is the way I want to put it, because he was really speaking to my spirit in the way that um, he's given me the grace, right, to have the strength and the wisdom to do the things that I do. Not only giving me the talents, but giving me the grace. And what is the definition of grace? She was talking about mercy and grace and the differences. So the definition of mercy is not getting what you deserve. And the definition of grace is getting what you don't deserve. And so both of those things play a part in this building that foundation, but it's by God's grace, right? That we're able to build that foundation because there is only one way to build the foundation that will withstand or hold up to all of the attacks we're going to have in this life while we're here on this sinful earth. Yeah. Because if, if it wasn't for his, his grace and through Jesus Christ, any foundation that we would lay would have flaws. It wouldn't be yeah. as strong. It wouldn't be as, as stable, mm -hmm. but we have the Holy Spirit. We have the benefit of the Holy Spirit right. guiding us in building a stable foundation, right. something that's strong and that could withstand mm -hmm. the storms of life. Right. Right. Because he, that he is guiding us. Absolutely. And the thing is, is that I think we spend so much time on building our lives after the foundation, all of the minutiae, all of the, um, activities and all of the appointments and all of the um, goals, right? The goal is to have a house, but in order to even make the goal end up happening or withstanding, like you can't have a, a goal of a house without the foundation first. It's impossible. The goal will never succeed. You will never reach that goal because no matter what you do, you didn't start correctly. You didn't lay all of the top pieces on top of something that's going to hold it. And so that's why it's like, if you, if you have goals in your life, if you have dreams in your life, if you have even a calling on your life from God, but you don't lay the foundation of Jesus Christ walking with you through to get to those goals and understanding where your strength, your wisdom and your direction even comes from, you will not succeed in the way that is uh, for the kingdom or that is uh, impactful on others' lives according to your calling. It will, it may be a success according to the world, but that's not our goal as Christians. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, you know, what I was thinking is, um, in order to build that foundation, mm -hmm. we're talking about structure here. And so in order to build foundation, you can't just build a foundation just on the surface, right? You can't just take a flat surface and put a foundation on it. What do you have to do? Right. You have to dig. Mm -hmm. 
you have, have to, to rivet dig, in. You have to dig ditches. Yeah. And so sometimes you have yeah. to dig dishes, ditches, ditches uh, <laughs> deeper than others. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. maybe some of the things that you've gone through in life, mm-hmm. some of the things maybe that were done to you, the things that you've done mm-hmm. are buried down deep. Yeah. And you have to dig those things out and get down to the root of the cause, uh, the cause of the problem or the, the, the systemic issue. Right. Mm-hmm. And and those things are, you know, we've lived in different parts of the country and different parts of the country. Sometimes the soil is made of, you know, rock hard clay. Sometimes it's literally rocks um, and it, it's tough and it takes some work. Yeah. And you have to you have to put in the work is what I'm saying. Yep. Uh, it's not just all God. Right. It's in it, you're again in partnership with him, but you have to be willing to dig down deep and get down to those things um, through repentance and, and confession and, and being humble and getting rid of pride. Those hard rocks, boulders sometimes of of pride that are in the way of a solid foundation mm-hmm. that we have to get out. And look, a lot of work is going to go here because if you have a, a good solid foundation, Mm -hmm. then the rest comes relatively easier, right? Right. Because why? Because you have that solid foundation. You're not, you're not, uh, building your foundation on, on shallow land. You have deep roots, Mm -hmm. deep roots that are set in God, not in the world. Right. And I love that you bring up having the, the things that are in the way that we have to root out that are in the way of having a solid foundation that we're yeah, building sometimes our life maybe, on. Maybe it's those bad relationships, yep. those, those toxic relationships you have to get out yep. of your life. Maybe it's the things that you keep telling yourself over and over and over that you now, number one, you are allowing the enemy yeah. to infiltrate your mind and tell you these things and, and bring up the trauma over and over and over. You have to get rid of that. And, and how do you get rid of that? Well, number one, you face it. You dig it out and you give that to God. Prayer, therapy, circle of supporter, supportive people around you, right. solid church family, time in the Bible. Hello, like time with God to work through, even if it takes just a little bit at a time to work those things out. The other thing that came to mind about when laying a foundation that's really important is no shortcuts. So God is the one that's supposed to be dictating to us like and laying out, okay, this is how you lay the foundation. You need to make sure he's like the foreman. He's like, did you check this? Did you check that? Did you make sure we're, we're doing it all correctly? And right. we're not taking any shortcuts because a good foreman's not going to go on site and be like, yeah, you know what? You don't have to really measure that. It's fine. Like it's, I'm sure, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. I mean, he's going to check everything and make sure because he's all knowing. That's why we have to have him to do it. That's why the, that's why Jesus Christ is our foundation because every corner, he's the cornerstone. Hello. Amen. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, look, I, I think really on this foundational piece, we could probably spend the whole hour on yeah, that. Absolutely. But I want I want to kind of frame this for us. OK. Uh, in first Corinthians three. Now, we didn't go because of the sake of time. Again, we can just focus Maybe we'll return back to this, just focusing on this foundational piece, because I would love to dig dig into it, all the material just goes into the foundation and the process. But keep in mind that Paul's talking to uh, the Corinthians about how they're really, he's treating them as baby Christians. Mm-hmm. He's treating them as, as really new in Christ, yeah. that, that they are still very dependent and the mistakes that he's that they're making right right 
And so, um, and then, and that's really the first part, uh, verse first, uh, uh, one through nine, but I just kind of want to set the stage, uh, be prior to that, yeah. you know, what he's telling them. And we'll go, like I said, we'll go back to it, but, um, I would encourage you to go back to, uh, first Corinthians three, one through nine and read over that to get a, a better perspective of where, where, why is Paul addressing right. them this context, way? context, context, hundred percent. Right. So the next thing after you have your foundation, right, the, or the foundation that you're laying is so important, what do you have to make sure you're focused on next? Well, we need building materials. Well, the quality of our building materials is extremely important because while we do have the solid foundation, if we're building our house with straws, <laughs> right, it doesn't matter how solid our foundation is, right? So I want to bring up um, the next verse for this, and that is, 1 Corinthians 3, 12 through 13. That's the next set of verses. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. I love, 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 love how God laid out this analogy because it's so straightforward. There's no like, well, what do you think that means? It means you're going to go through, <laughs> you're going to go through a purification process of if it comes out the other side, if there's black and white, comes out the other side, it's good. If it doesn't, it was temporary and it wasn't, it wasn't going to last. You know, it's, we have to have lasting things that we can count on, right? For our building materials. So, you know, it reminds me of the story of, um, of the three bears, right? <laughs> yes. And, and, and so they build their, their house is all these by these different materials and and they're all all those houses were tested by what the wolf right and and what did he do he blew their house down yeah right mm -hmm. except the one that was solid yep and, and and so the craftsmanship of the very last pig. Exactly. Now, which pig are you going to be? <laughs> <laughs> I love your analogies. <laughs> so in this, Paul mentions various building materials like gold, silver, precious stones. Um, but they, these represent our thoughts, our actions, and our deeds in the kingdom of God. That's what these building materials, what are we building our, our life on? Right. What are the, the character traits that we're building our life on? Who are we at the end of the day in the mirror? The quality of our building materials, right, determines the durability, the eternal value of our work. What kind of impact are we making? What kind of words are we speaking to people and over people, our children, our neighbors? Right. Um, we're encouraged to invest in things that have lasting significance rather than just temporary or self-centered things that are um, just self-pleasing or self-serving. Maybe right. it's not even that we're self-centered like we are all about ourselves, but we're more all about our pain. We're more all about filling a need. Maybe we're in a point in our life where we're fight or flight and survival, and we can't really focus on our impact because we are just trying to fill a need. And that's a hard place to be. Right. So last week, I believe it was last week, I was I was talking about how um, the Holy Spirit just convicted me because I was so focused on my needs mm -hmm. and what um what I was needing in the moment, and 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 what happened because look, when you're going through some trials, when you're going through a storm. 
mm-hmm. you're it's easy to fall into habits of focusing on the pain, focusing on the problem. You fall into those habits yeah. and you're not looking for necessarily you're, you're praying for God's deliverance. You're praying for God's healing. You're praying for God's wisdom. Okay. But you're not looking. You're not necessarily looking for those things. You're praying for it, mm-hmm. but you're not looking for it. Why? Why? Because you're focused on your pain. You're right. focused on the obstacles in front of you rather than the glory of God and the open door that's right in front of your face. Right. right? And so what what God showed me last week was that I was focused so much on my on what was going on with myself. And he he just wanted me to focus a little bit on everyone else. Let's focus on everybody else around you. And take what you would normally pray for yourself and pray that over other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And when, when we're talking about the quality of our material, the quality of our character, mm-hmm. right. Are we more concerned about our own needs mm-hmm. or are we more concerned about the calling that God has put on all of us, right. which is our neighbor? which is other people. Right. Okay. When we do that, when we take things off of ourselves and, and, and being by guided by God, be, being uh, guided by the Holy spirit, taking our, the attention off ourselves and praying for our other, the people around us, our family, our, our friends, our neighbor, a stranger, Right. When we take the prayers, the things that maybe we're going through, the heartbreak, the loneliness, the, the financial stress, and take that and pray that onto whomever, mm-hmm. whoever, because you don't know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the Holy Spirit does. And if you're, if you're, if you allow yourself to be open to those things. He, the Holy Spirit will guide you in your prayers and what to pray for for other people. And you would be amazed how God then moves in your own life. Yeah. And this is, goes right into our last episode where we were talking about the power of prayer and how you can structure your prayer so that you're honoring God in gratitude first to change your mindset. So the first thing is if you're in gratitude, you can't be in complaining at, in gratitude at the same time. If you're fully in gratitude, your brain can't do it. It cannot scientifically be in total gratitude and then also in discontentment. Right. It, it's an opposite. It's just like our body is an opposite muscle action, opposing muscle action. You can't flex a muscle. And then on the other opposing muscle, you can't flex that muscle at the same time. It's, it's physically impossible. So in our minds, in our spirits, it's the same structure that God has set up. So when he's like, go into gratitude first, then you get out of fight or flight. Don't you? Now you're set up for him to start speaking into your life about the things you can be doing for impact. It's not just our prayers though. Um, what also I'm hearing right now is, you know, what about, um, when we're going out and, and what about our businesses? What about our ministry? What about our serving in our churches? What about our jobs, our day-to-day, maybe our kids' school or we're for homeschooling or whatever the hap- our, our different kind of silos or our sections of our life um, 
you know, all of our life departments. What about all of those things? And where are we in those things? Are we serving in one area, but, you know, um, usurping in another? Are mm -hmm. we having an impact that's eternal or temporary? Are we impacting people's lives? Are we speaking into people's lives? Are we lifting up or are we tearing down? Right. Right. And so those are like, that's what it's talking about. Is it a temporary thing we're doing or are we using building materials to lay our foundation with Jesus Christ eternally exactly. for the world around us? Exactly. And one of the things that um, uh, I wanted to point out is how many times, I don't know about you guys, but for us, there have been so many times that we've focused on the things that we're going on. We're trying and we spend hours and days and months, sometimes years on particular issues in our life and, and praying about it and bringing these things to God and, and really trying to work through these issues. But it's funny when we, when we start to take the, our attention off of our own issue mm -hmm. and put it into others. How much we learn from giving to others, helping other people yeah. in that mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. How many, how many solutions did we get to our problems? Totally. We're like, wait a second. We got on the outside of the pain. Right. We're like, wait a second. I think this will work to the solution. This is the solution right. to our very own issue. Mm -hmm. And it could be just ministering to somebody. It could right. be just working alongside somebody with their issue. Yep. Right. Every time. And, and God then ministers to us through that process. Because we're again, like I just said, on the outside of the pain, but God has set us up to have you ever noticed how easy or how much easier it is to help someone else go through something because you're on the outside of the pain than it is to see what's going on in your own pain. And you're like, well, I can help you, but I have no idea what to do about my own problems. Well, then get out of your own problems and go help someone else solve theirs. Maybe it's a similar issue. Right. And then you go, oh, that's the, that's the, the, the solution because like you just said, but the reason for that is because God has set it up so that we are in community, 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 period. He wants connection. He wants community. He wants humanity. Right. And he wants, when we get together, something happens spiritually. I don't think any of us realize what's actually going on. And that's why God's able to work through two or three or more gathered together. Right. And, and so you're talking about silos. When we talk about different silos, we're talking about isolation. We isolate ourselves. Yeah. That's where the enemy wants us. We, and look, you could be very active in your workplace, right? Mm -hmm. You talk to people, you talk to clients and all, and you have your interaction with your job, but then you come home and that's where the enemy wants you. He isolates us. And then we, we deal with our problems our a day-to-day -day problems within that silo. And we don't go outside of that. Maybe we're even praying to God, right? but we're still within that silo. Mm -hmm. Look, we want to break down those silos. We have to get outside ourselves. That's what we're trying to drive home. How we build, yeah. how we build a, uh, a, not only a, a sturdy foundation, but those solid materials that go on mm -hmm. top of that yep. is building a good network, a building a good network of, of people, of resources. Mm -hmm. And the only way you're able to do that 
is breaking down those silos and getting outside of ourselves, mm -hmm. getting into our church, our church community, out into our our neighborhood community. It could be, you know, volunteering. It could be whatever you feel that you're called to, mm -hmm. but getting outside of that. And look, I, I this is this is coming from a person that uh, I have a tendency to go into my little silos. Yeah. I, I, that's where I feel comfortable, right? <laughs> that's what that's what my flesh wants. Right. But the spirit, the spirit that God has put in me and God that God has put in you, mm -hmm. it's in his word that we have to go help in loving your neighbor, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Jesus talks really if you look at Jesus's words, right? Right? It's about it's about community. It's about building that network. This verse, just this just I just got this right now. I'm listening to you and God's just the Holy Spirit's telling me stuff. This is such an incredible this was such a word for me. So this verse says that one of the building materials is jewels, right? But we are his precious jewels, he says. We, his children, his people. So we are called in this verse right here in the scripture to be building our foundation with jewels. So what you're saying is that community is part of those building materials that we build the foundation foundation of our life with on, or the building materials we build on top of the foundation of Jesus Christ is jewels, is our community, is the loved ones, right? Our uh, in our workplace, in our church. And so, um, but the other, the other thing that the Holy Spirit just gave me, this is so good. He's like, okay, so you're going to sit in your house and you're going to pray for a support system. You're going to pray for friends and family. You're going to pray to not be alone. And, and God says, okay. And so he gives you a bag. Okay. And, or, you know, you're praying for, let's say you're praying for gold. Let's say, let's say that you're, you're this is kind of what he said. He's, he's like, if you're praying for gold, which is kind of like, gold is going to be this support system. So you're praying for gold and says, okay, here's a bag. And you're like, cool, God, now I have a bag for my gold, but um, I need you to, I need you to bring me gold. And he's like, okay, here's a map to where the gold is. Okay, cool. I have the map, but I need the gold. And he's like, okay, here's a car to get to where the map says and a bag to put it in. Okay. But I need the gold God. And he's like, okay, here's the time that the gold will be there at the place. You have the car, the map and the bag. And we're like, yeah, but I need you to bring me the gold. See, we don't go out. We don't say hello. We don't open the door. We don't go to the meetups. We don't go to church. We don't say hi. We're not friendly. Right. He's like, I've literally given you every resource you need to go get the, the ultimate resource. But you're you just like, no, but you need to bring it into my living room. The person needs to pick me up in a onesie and hold me on their chest and make me be their friend. Like until I'm willing to say, OK, I trust you. Hi. Hi. I'll, I'll be your friend. Like we cannot even stand. We can't step out from behind a desk. We can't step out from our house. We can't step out and shake a hand, but we're like, God, I need support. I'm alone. He's like, well, you need to act like a supportive person who doesn't want to be alone. Then you need to be part of a community. See, he wants to partner with us. But the thing is, is that everyone feels that way. There are, yes, some people are more outgoing. Yes, there is more, it, you're more able to make friends. I'm very outgoing. He will attest to how easy it is for me to make friends, but that does not mean that I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to walk up to everybody. And like, I have literally no, like no boundaries and no, nothing holding me back. Of course I do. Of course I like, I have all kinds of triggers <laughs> from when I was a kid. I'm like, okay, uh, what do I say? Am I going to mess it up? And then I analyze it after my conversations. Don't I, I have oh, yeah. all kinds of things, but that, you know what? 
I've learned over the years that if anything's going to happen, I got to be involved. And I can't go to God afterwards and be like, well, you know, it didn't happen, God. I didn't do anything, but it also didn't happen. And he's like, okay, well, that's why it didn't happen. Because you didn't get involved with what I was trying. I was trying to give you that boat, right? That thing that he's like, you're on an island. Here's a boat. And you keep not getting in the boat. But even you have to go over to the boat and get in it. Right. You have to talk to the people that are driving the boat. Right. You have to interact. And so these, uh, it's so interesting to me that it pointed out that the jewels in this verse, precious jewels, that song, that's a kid's song, isn't it? We are his jewels, precious jewels, right? I think it's either an old hymn or it's a kid's song, but literally even the song refers to his people as his precious jewels. So it's so interesting. You're, you're, you're really more familiar with those old hymns. Yeah, it's true. I got an old spirit. Um, he's like, I don't know all the old hands. He's rocking Toby Mac. He doesn't know. Anyway. <laughs> did, did we go over this scripture here? Not yet. We're going to go up to the next section, which is we want to talk about. Mm, this is not our favorite part of the conversation, is it? Then the judgment of the quality of our work comes. Mm. Okay. So, guys, at one point or another, there's going to be a judgment on our work. 1 Corinthians 3, 13 through 15 talks about that. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, <clears throat> that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. You know, when I go to heaven, I don't want to be somebody who's barely escaping through a wall of flames. Right? <laughs> I, I don't want to. Be, I don't want to be in heaven where my rear ends on on, on you smoking. know is smoking like woo woo barely made it in woo. like you know by the seat of my pants mm -hmm. literally. But see what I mean? Like that's so straightforward. How you can't misunderstand this. You just can't. And it's so incredible how Paul is like he's <laughs> he's talking about. Our works will be tested by fire, which is representing judge, God's judgment. Um, the fire will reveal the true nature and quality of our efforts, of our efforts. Right. Notice it doesn't say our accomplishments. It's efforts. It's our effort. Right. So it's the, it's the positioning of our it's, heart. It's the positioning of our heart, but it's also our participation. The thing I was yeah. just talking about, that's the quality of your effort. Are you begrudgingly like, okay, God, I'll go get involved. Just, okay. Can you just do it already? Like there's, that's a totally different position of our heart than like, oh, you mean if I just go do this, whether it's building a business, going to church, uh, getting a job, parenting a new child, anything, right? If whatever it is, if I just go do this, if I go meet a new person, whatever I do, you mean you're going to multiply that? You mean you're going to give me favor and I'm all of a sudden going to have you like next to me and behind me all the way and that I don't have to work so hard and have it all be all on me and my effort and what I bring to the table? Sign me up. That's the posture we want. We want to understand that it's not the lack, it's the multiplication. We always look at ourselves as lack, right? So here's another thing I want to bring up. However, if they are consumed, we may suffer loss. It is a reminder to align our actions with God's purposes, seeking his guidance and wisdom. If our works withstand the fire, remember, we'll get rewards. It's either rewards or loss. I did love how it's talking about in the verse, you, you still go to heaven, but barely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
But if we are barely making it into heaven, some would argue, well, I made it. Yeah, but what impact did you make on other people's making other people's making it? <laughs> other people's. I'm a pirate today. Um, other people making it in, like, you know, people walking with Jesus for eternity shouldn't be something that you left on the table. Right. It shouldn't just be that's again, what it's all about you. That's not the person I want to be. It, it, exactly right. I mean, look. I would say that most of us, when we've come to Christ, someone led us there. Yeah. Either, either by praying or being praying for us, praying for us in their own private prayer time, or actually um, being involved mm -hmm. and, and, and being led, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through them to help us to realize that we need a savior, right? Um, and sometimes it's, you know, I've seen people that didn't even really speak, you know, didn't really necessarily speak into someone's life, but they did something. They spoke and they did a physical action mm -hmm. that blessed someone. And that is actually speaking into people's lives, showing that godly love, that joy, showing God's character. And just by showing God's character to others is speaking into other people's lives. So much so that there are some that have come to the Lord by just that because it opens the door when people, when, pe when we are lost and we are in darkness, mm -hmm. I don't care if you're, you're rebelling, your, your spirit is aching for God. It's looking for God. So when your spirit recognizes his love, mm -hmm. it catches your attention. When you see the character of God, it catches your attention and your spirit aches for that. And so much so that it, it draws people near to, near to him and they then turn their lives around. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want you to think that, you know, maybe you're not a, a good speaker like me. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I meaning I don't speak well. I, I don't consider myself as a speaker. Okay. Um, but maybe God is calling you to do other things. Okay. Using your skills, using your gifts to minister to others. Um, and that's really what we're talking about today is really getting outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that in itself helps that, that spiritual and personal growth. Okay. Mm -hmm. When we are those baby Christians, when we are still in that foundational piece mm -hmm. where, yeah, you're, you're looking at, okay, what do I need to get out of our lives? You're digging those ditches. What is it that I need to root out of my life? And that, that's where the grace of God really comes in. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> it, it, it's not so much that, okay, we come to the Lord, we, we repent of our sins 
and he he cleanses us, makes us new, and he says, get to work. Okay? Right. And for some, it, that process is a lot shorter. Some of it for other people are a lot longer. Right. It was but longer the, but, for me. But the thing, <laughs> but the thing is, we we have to go through that foundational piece. There are some that skip over. Yeah. Okay. That when they come to the Lord, they get very excited, right? Mm -hmm. And they they um they skip over a lot of foundational pieces. Yeah, they, they don't want to go through the growth with they, Jesus. They, they, right. They ignore some of the things they still have in their closet. Yep. And they they love the Lord and they're building their life. Okay. But what happens there, and that's what Paul is talking about, is um, those people that will continue to stay at that state of mind as that baby Christian because they're not really setting that foundation for growth because that foundation isn't built built on a solid rock. It's not built with solid material. So what happens? It, it breaks apart. It, it comes apart. And so you have to do and you have to go back and repair it and you stay so focused on that foundational piece. You don't get to building the rest of the structure right. and the structure being what do you say gold and silver and jewels that are going to withstand the fire so at the end it's like if you're just building things to accomplish and achieve things that the world would say are good those are all straw and 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 hay mm -hmm. those are those are going to burn up because it's all going away but what is eternal people's spiritual eternity that's what it is. So when we say we're impacting your community, I don't mean that you're just giving money to the poor. I mean, you're giving money to the poor and then what? Doing something that impacts their eternal life. Like you, you can't just go around meeting temporary needs for everybody. That's really important in order to help people see the, the love of Jesus. But you just stop there because you're like, well, I don't really want to mention Jesus. Well, then you're, what are you doing it for? You're meeting a temporary need that's straw and hay and it's going to get burned up. That person is not being benefited because you just gave them a sandwich and moved on, right? Like that's, that's great. But what are you doing with your life um, in impacting people's eternity? And it doesn't mean you always have to be doing a big grandiose gesture, but I'm just saying that's the structure in which we should be operating, right? Those are the building materials that are eternal. And the last point we want to make is wisdom of the world versus wisdom of God. So this is kind of where we were leading into. Um, here's the verse that goes with that. This is 1 Corinthians 3, 18 through 20, a little further into the chapter. Stop deceiving yourselves. If you think you are wise by this world's standards, you need to become a fool to, to be truly wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. As the scriptures say, he traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise. He knows they are worthless. So, Let's break this down just a little bit. Stop deceiving yourselves thinking that the world standards are wisdom. The world wants to talk about, oh, well, I've researched this and I know that and I, I'm, I'm basically smarter than God. We've done all of our, our, our scientific research. By the way, science was created by God. So everybody wants to get above God with all of their, their worldly wisdom. And he's saying for the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. He's like, you can't even barely begin to touch, to scratch the surface of what I know. Okay. And that's, that's not him saying, well, I know more than you. He's saying, I'm trying to give you the wisdom that I do know. And you're, you're saying it's foolishness and going after your own things. And as the scriptures say, he traps the wise of the world, right? In the snare of their own cleverness. They're trapping themselves, right? right? Again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise and he knows they're worthless. They're not above his wisdom. 
And his wisdom is the foundation and the building materials that we're building on, right? So Paul challenges the Corinthians in this section and, and, and us not to rely on the wisdom of the world, right? Which is limited and flawed. So instead, we're called to embrace the wisdom, right, of God, which surpasses human understanding. There are things that are going to feel weird and foolish sometimes, but we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is calling us to that. So th another thing, this divine wisdom, right, leads to true spiritual maturity. Maturity indicates growth. Growth means building. We're using these building materials. We're spiritually maturing and enables us to make wise choices in building our lives and impacting others for the kingdom. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So, you know, there's, don't get us wrong, okay? We're not saying education isn't good. Research isn't good. No, we need to be challenging uh, our ourselves in, in regards to our education and how we look at life and how we look at things. Mm -hmm. But what are we educating ourselves with? Right. Are we, are we diving, man, are we diving neck deep into worldly philosophy, worldly research, worldly education? We're filling ourselves up to, to like I said, neck deep. And then when it comes to reading God's word, we fall asleep. When it comes to praying, it's, we only give God five minutes of our time. Right. Okay. So this isn't just for people who are against God and they're out there like forging a path of, a, of you know, anti-Christian, anti-Christianity. And this is for us Christians who are like, wait a minute, I'm educated and I pride myself on that. And I do research and I, I educate myself about all these things. But then we spend what, 10, 15 minutes a day, like in our word, right. if, if that, if that, even if it's daily at all. And it's because we just think, well, we know that, but we're just trying to learn this. We have all of our justifications for it. But the fact of the matter is, is we're not practically applying actually our belief system, which is that God's wisdom is above the world's wisdom. How much time are we, uh, how, how much time are we uh, spending on the wisdom that is given over social media? Ooh. How much, how much time are we spending on the the influencer that is the 10 steps to success the 10 steps to whatever and we're we're researching and we're we're looking at over those things mm -hmm. and we we are spending pretty soon it's it's hours and days how much time or how much money are we willing to spend on a course Ooh. or a book or anything else we think is worth that we have, we have an ROI. We're like, well, I'm going to spend $400 on that course, or I'm going to spend $3,000 on going to that conference, or I'm going to spend, but we're like tithing. Oh yeah. I'm not going to give to the church because the church, blah, 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 blah. Instead of how about missions, missions, oh, I'm not going to kids ministry. Those are eternal investments. Okay. I understand that sometimes we have a problem with where we think the church is putting our money. Okay. Well then find a church where you like where they're putting the money. I don't know how to fix that for you, but you know what I do know? I know that those are eternal and that's not, that's out of balance. If you're not willing to give your money to God's work in the kingdom and what he's doing, what he's doing, not people, what God is doing through the hands of people, because God is in control. Remember he's in control of that money and he knows where every dollar is going. And whatever however you want to invest it but invest it in the kingdom okay 
also, I'm not saying don't invest in those things. God created education, right? And knowledge for a reason. We wouldn't have education and knowledge if it wasn't important. He wants us to be learners and doers and appliers, right? Those are things. But if they take us away from God's kingdom, if they take us away from our calling or from God's word, and it, or if it goes against God's word and we don't challenge that, right? That's where we mess up. That's where we're getting into the world's wisdom. And we're like, oh, well, the world says that that's foolishness. And we're pointing at whatever God would say. No, that, that's what this is saying. It doesn't mean don't educate yourself. Don't spend money on education otherwise. Don't on, only look at the Bible for wisdom. I mean, right? Right. Uh, it has to line up with the word. It has to, exactly. It has to line up with the word. Look, again, we're not against some of these things, but we have to use wisdom as we grow. Again, this, this is a systematic process. Okay, we built now we built the foundation. We have the material, solid material in those that process. We have built wisdom and discernment, hopefully. Okay, and in doing so, in surrounding ourselves with with other people, the proper amount, the the right people, the right uh, again, the right materials. Okay, the the education, what type of education we're getting. We're not against those things, right. but are they contrary to God's word? Right. Are they taking you a different direction that what God is calling you to do in your life? We all have different skills that we have to refine. And sometimes we have to find a mentor. Sometimes we need more education mm -hmm. to help nurture those gifts. And I believe God wants that. But is that contrary to God's word? Look, there are a lot of influencers out there that will will praise God, that will quote the a scripture, right? For, you know, seemingly glorifying God. Yet you, their 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 material, their the things that they act. They they actually speak. I've you know there are people that I've seen what whether it's in the college campus in in the classroom or online. I've seen them profess their faith. Mm -hmm. Yet what follows after that is contrary to the word of God. There's I you know are they are they asking you to cheat the system are they 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 having you jeopardize your your moral belief yeah yeah right? yeah absolutely you know something that just came to mind and again this is something that we kind of stand on a lot but it just it, it's relevant um are you spending more time discerning in your discernment as a christian just talking to those people right now who are very um very much find that pride themselves on being very discerning. I absolutely watch and I look and I'm vigilant about what the evil is out there. Are you spending more time on discernment based on pop culture and companies and maybe how there might be something that the world is saying in a Disney movie or a product packaging, or are you spending more time discerning uh, who you're listening to and who you're getting wisdom from and whether that aligns with the word, because I'm telling you right now and your children, by the way, we're all, we're all concerned about, about, about where they're getting, they might be getting the wrong idea from a five minute section of one Disney movie, but we don't care who they're listening to at church. 
right? So, I mean, I'm just saying. Who are their friends? Who are their friends? What are their influences? How about um, the phone that they have in their hand, what they have access to? Oh, my gosh. But we're like a Disney movie, you guys, a Disney movie. So what I'm saying is, is sure, have discernment, but understand where the enemy is actually working. The enemy is not focusing primarily on a Disney movie. I'm telling you right now, he's focusing on the pastor at the church that's speaking to your child about God, because that's the way to really mess them up on their path with Jesus. Okay, so make sure that you're focusing on what they're hearing. What do they what do they have access to on the Internet? Make sure that when they're when they when they're looking to get wisdom from from a godly source, they better be getting wisdom of God from that because that's the thing they're really looking at and going, who is God? They're not looking at a Disney movie or a song and saying, oh, that's this is how I'm going to get my definition of God. That's not what they're doing. And of course, we can we can talk to them about those things. We can help them discern that. But the real trap is when we aren't looking at the building blocks that are in their lives. This is for ourselves too. This is for the people that we're bringing to Christ. Maybe there's somebody who um, we've taken under our wing and we're trying to help them discern, right? These are the places that we should be helping them look closest to at is that, you know, and those false prophets, that's why the Bible talks about false prophets. They're not talking about movie makers when they say false prophets. They're talking about people who are saying they're pastors and prophets, mm-hmm. right? That's where the enemy really gets in and says, I got to screw this up because they're, te- they're speaking the truth. You know, and I don't want them to. I don't want I want them to lead these people astray or they attack the enemy attacks pastors that are over a flock. Right. So when we're talking, I know that's kind of a little bit off to the side, but I it just I felt like I was supposed to say that because um, kind of where you were leading with discernment. These are the building blocks that we, we, we decide what's important in our lives and the things that we speak. And when you're out there. OK, soapboxing to the world, it needs to be on something that is actually dangerous. Not you're distracted by a shiny light over here that the enemy is doing something, but it really isn't the real problem. Right, right. So we're look, I've been guilty of this and we we've seen this. Okay. It it's it's a sad case, but I believe God is again, I'm, I'll stand on this. I believe God is doing something new, and that's why we are trying we we are listening to God and we're doing things like this. God's doing a new thing, but the, the that I will stand on. However, there is proof that in in Christianity in this country today mm-hmm. has gone down. You just have to look at the churches. Attendance is down. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that generation, it, 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 they've rebelled against God. Why? Because they've been hurt. They've been misinformed. They've been manipulated, manipulated. Mm -hmm. And that's just the truth. Okay. Unfortunately, why? Because we as parents, we're, we're, we think that we are being vigilant, but we're focused on the wrong thing. Yep. We're not, we're, we're dropping our kids at youth group. Hello. You're good, right? My kids go to youth group. And I don't take them to church and I don't talk about God at home. Okay. You know, (laughs) okay. And we're not paying attention to what's going on. I'm not talking bad against youth pastors or youth group. They're amazing. They're amazing. I have my kids in there, but I want to know what's going on. And I want to be following that up with a solid uh, groundwork at home. So those are, that's the foundation I'm building for my kids. That's the building materials exactly, I'm giving them. Exactly Not right. somebody else's building materials. I don't even know what they're building them up with. I have right. no idea. So, so 
right? Well, so I need to ask. Right. Building in uh, the, the things of God at home. It starts at home, building those solid foundations in them. So when yep. they do go out in the world or they do go out and mm-hmm. the enemy's trying to tempt them right. or they are exposed to, you know, some bad players or people that, that the enemy are, has, has manipulated, they see through th- those things. They see things. through it. Exactly. So discernment's really important. So those, so back to the, to conclude back to that point about the building materials, what are we actually, is it, is it straw or is it gold? So when you're taking the time to get involved in your child's school and your child's youth group and, and who has influence on your children, whether it be in person or online, that's the that's gold that you're so, that you're sowing that you're building on that foundation. That's that's gold and silver and jewels, precious jewels, because that's going to withstand the fire in the end, right? That's that's because you're taking the time away from something that was maybe um, temporary and not eternal, and sowing into eternal things for your children, right? And I know I'm I'm picking on the, the the parents right now and children, but it's because I think that we have all done we've done this. This is why we're this is why we're so passionate you guys. We're not passionate because we're judgmental at you. We're passionate because we've made these mistakes. We have done these things. And so we're very passionate because we also understand the fallout of this. Okay? And we we desperately are trying to like we're like stop, don't do this, don't do these things. Um uh, because we've we've made these mistakes and we want to help you not. But it's it's something that look, we haven't perfected this. Mm-mm. This is something that we continually have to uh, be vigilant about, yeah. okay? But we can't be so, I guess to your point, so focused on on one thing that the enemy may, be, may or may not be doing and not focus on the overall. Like the where rest, the real problems are. Where yeah. the real problems are. We're not focused on the home. Are we praying with our kids? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about God in, to them, with them? Right? right in their in their day to day life. Are we living the or, example of walking with God in front of them? Right, or are we carting that responsibility, pushing that responsibility onto someone else, onto the youth pastor, mm-hmm. onto the pastor, onto their friends? Right. Okay, you're sending them all on the, you're putting them on the bus with to school, and you're you're putting them in the environment of the world, and you're not praying for them. You're not showing them the right path. You're not equipping and, them. And then expecting a good outcome. And but that's the church's fault. Okay. So we we need to we need to focus again on those solid foundations right. on ourselves and and our families and not not just um again not keeping our Selves in that silo, yeah. getting out. That's part. That's a part. Getting out. That's a part of getting out in that community. Being involved in our church, knowing what they're teaching, knowing what they're teaching our children. Right. Yeah, you bring up a really good point, though. Um, that I <coughs> I know that we are um getting close to our time, but I I really want to say this. You just said something very important. We're the ones building our house, not the church. You, I don't expect the church to build my house. I build my house. I build my foundation of my life and my family's life. I don't, ex- I'm not going to put it off on the church that, well, my kids made this decision about how their, their spiritual life is. Well, that's the church's fault. Well, if that's the church's fault, then you must've been relying on the church to only do it instead of doing it in your own home. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like, 
That's like relying on the teacher, the teachers at their school to form them as a human being. That's your job. That's, that's your job to help guide them into the person that they're going to be. They're your child. Don't let the world tell you that it's suddenly now the, the, the school system's job. That is absolutely the opposite. That's what the enemy wants. That's the opposite of what we should be doing, right? So these are the things that we get deceived with. These are the things that we get distracted with. Because the enemy also has, in the meantime, while all this is going on, all these pain points in our lives back here, while we're like having to deal with our jobs and our health and our businesses and all the things as adults that we have to face, right? While the kids are over here having to deal with all this on their own if we're not involved. So there's a lot going on, I realize. But that's what we have to get with Jesus and build our foundation on him because he does know what's going on. He does know who's talking to our kids. He does know what they're thinking and what they're struggling with. He does know what we, right, are going to have in the next three weeks that we're dealing with or three months or three years. He knows. And he's going to lead us in the direction that's going to navigate through all of that the most successfully. And if we aren't listening to him, then we're blind. And we're blind for our children and our children are blind and we're just blind leading the blind. So that's why this is so important is to build on the foundation, have the right building materials, the right intentions, understand the fallout is there if we don't build it the correct way with the correct building materials. And God has grace and mercy for all of this. And at the end of the day, we need to be right examining our building materials, making intentional choices that have eternal value. So then hopefully our efforts withstand the fire of God's judgment, leading us to receive his rewards. Remember, I'm not talking about salvation here. Not hopefully, we know if we're saved, but we're talking about what we've built. We're talking about right legacy and the impact we've made. Remember, building on the right foundation is not just about personal growth. It is about also participating in the divine work of building his kingdom here on earth. That's what we're talking about today. And we just felt like this was so important to bring up. Right, right. Look, I hope you guys got something out of today. Look, this is, we warned you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's because a hard conversation. These are the hard conversations that we That's have. Right. But we have to be honest with ourselves. That's why we want to have these conversations. Not that we, we got it all figured out. Okay. You, you said that, you know, these are the things that we've gone through. Sometimes it, it's the things that we are going through and we continue to go through. Mm -hmm. Okay. But God is giving us the tools and the materials to work through that, to refine. Absolutely. Right? And, and so. And to discern. Uh, yes. But, but look, we, we have to have these conversations, right? We have mm -hmm. to be honest. And that, that's, that's a pledge that we have made to our audience is that we're going to have these conversations and it's never going to be pointing the finger. It's going to be um, helping one another, mm -hmm. right? And to be honest with one another and to challenge ourselves. Challenge each other. Right? Yes. Man, some of the things that we we talk about that, the look, the Holy Spirit has coming out of our mouth. And I'm like, wait a second. Did That's I, for me. Did I just say that? <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. I, and I get convicted about. Today, right. I got things today that I needed to hear. Absolutely. Exactly right. So exactly look. Be pondering that this week, you guys, and hopefully you can come up with some things that you need to be shifting with God and be in prayer about that. All right. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. 
Again, we are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal. And if you have any questions or comments regarding this or any of our episodes, feel free to reach out at support at javiandjessicamadrigal.com. That's support at Javi, J-A-V-I-E, and Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, Madrigal, M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a blessed week.